Hello and welcome to the MadeCast, the official podcast of the Museum of Art and Digital Entertainment. A series of lectures on video game history as part of the Maid's ongoing effort to preserve history through teaching and displaying playable exhibits of rare games and consoles. Our life in time of COVID has forced us to close our doors for now. The support of people like you has allowed us to continue to bring history to you through lectures and interviews like the one you'll hear in a few minutes. I'm Chin. I'm Red. Uh, we have some exciting news to talk about this week. We have uh, found our new physical location. Yeah, uh, this is yes, it's very exciting news. Uh, I had a chat with our executive director Shem uh, Nguyen, and then uh, he'll we'll talk about. Uh, you'll hear about that in a little bit. What this means and what everybody, what all of you can expect for the future about the maid. Uh, it's an exciting new chapter. 2022 is going to be a, a great year, uh, and we hope to see you all in person in the future very, very soon. Um, but before we get into that news, we have some other gaming news to touch on right now. Uh, first of which is uh, Bloomberg has reported that Sega's Super Game Initiative uh, is planning to relaunch Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi as like Fortnite-style online games. So... <laughs> that uh, it's about a year too late for this announcement or a couple years because the original developers of <laughs> Jet Set already released a uh, bomb rush cyberpunk <laughs> the spiritual successor to it uh, last year but that is such a bizarre <laughs> news that my brain is refusing to believe in it it's right i mean it's not an official news yet but it's yeah it's, it's a, it's a speculative report but yes we will we'll see how it goes yeah, judging by the circumstances, I suppose they don't have the original team and the original composer, but we'll see how they deal with the art style, especially for the music. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with it. If they if they end up going that full route, uh, It's in, apparently it's an early, early development, so we don't know if it's going to be a for sure thing or not, whether it's going to be a combined a combined thing like where it's just like super game and then you can choose whether you want jet set radio or crazy taxi regardless uh that's an exciting little piece of news to look out for um the next exciting news i think you have a big opinion about this tune but yeah xenoblade 3 coming in, out early <laughs> yeah in all the age of delay and later release date and all the troubles of game development there's actually one game saying we're getting out earlier than we planned it to be that's Cineblade free what a game yeah and july 29th is the supposed release date for this so keep your keep your wallets ready yeah they have <laughs> released the a, a new trailer of it and it seems like they have taken this the good story from the good story style tell Good storytelling style from Cinebate World 1, and then the very good battle system from Cinebate 2, and they make up to be a Cinebate freeze. So I'm very looking forward to it. I just have a little theory on why it's coming out early, but of course, it's just my guess. It's because of. Okay, let's see. We have Monster Hunter Rise, new latest expansion, Sunbreak mm -hmm. on June. And yes. then. Now 
we also know that this summer we will have Splatoon 3. So if mm -hmm. this game is gotta come out, it's gotta be somewhere in between of these games, so they don't fight with each other. I mean, it's 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 all Nintendo's very best-selling game. Of course, you don't want mm -hmm. all them to come in all together at once. So yeah. if Cineplay gotta have three, a, it's a couple gotta of paychecks be in between. Yeah, you gotta be get some space between them. So my my theory is that after Cineplay three, like. Maybe a month or two months later, there'll be Splatoon 3 for all of us. Of course, we haven't got the exact date for it yet, but I'll be looking forward to it. But that also means there'll be three months in con. There'll be three months I have to keep playing new games. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be busy. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a busy, awesome summer. Uh, we also have a new uh, Warcraft expansion coming out very soon. Um, what was the title of this expansion again? It's gotta be Dragonflight. So they gotta they gotta concentrate on the dragons. Like the like they there used to be a lot of dragons that being the main part of sorry, like the uh, the Deathwing and I think Black Blackrock Mountain uh, Blackrock Tower. Forgive me. I'm I'm not a WoW player. I just I no, just that's fine. play, no, play hard. That's acceptable. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm not a WoW player. I just used to spend hundreds and hundreds no, of no, hours. No, I, I really don't play WoW. Is I just play Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah. Until they they decided or making everything random is very fun for a cat game <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but it's, it's a pretty it, good exciting it's the first expansion. expansion after microsoft have bought research so we'll be looking forward how they are gonna save the world of warcraft from this kind of disaster in the past yeah. years <clears throat> yeah yeah we'll see uh, we'll see what that announces for the future, but it, I mean, riding dragons in World of Warcraft sounds like a pretty, pretty fun time. Um, Konami also has a new game called Crime Sight. Uh, it's supposedly going to be like a PvP multiplayer uh, based on communication, so like slight Among Us uh, inspiration, or, I guess. Or yeah, uh, I guess it's some game like the Among Us and Project Winter. They also make a mm -hmm. bundle sale of Project Winter together with this game. So I suppose it's something similar. So yeah, yeah maybe th like that'll be an exciting thing to check out as well. Uh, definitely going to be excited about that. Um, keep an eye out. There's other Konami news and everything else that we will probably touch on in a later episode. Um, but we also have a new God of War announcement from Corey Barlog, and that is they have nothing to share yet. Uh, yeah, I have one they're thing still, to talk. They're, they're hard at is. work, their heads down. <laughs> he said they're perfectionists, so they're working on it right now, but they have nothing to share. They said they promised to share something as soon as they have something to share. So no, everybody's hard at work and has their heads down, tightening up graphics and everything. But everybody, he says, everybody seems excited. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's uh, the same amount, like the same kind of stress and everything that was uh, plagued the first God of War. Uh, but we'll see. I'm very excited for this release, and we'll see what it gets into the future. But for now, I think that's all the news we have. Now on to 
the little chat I had with Shem about our big news and our new space. And welcome back to the Maidcast. We are here once again with our executive director, Mr. Shem. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Red? I'm doing pretty good. A little bit excited. Um, I heard that there's been some big happenings on there, but I want to just touch bases with you, see how you've been doing. Any new exciting things that you've been working on? Any fun games you've been getting your hands on? Yeah, um, I've just been, um, I think I'll save the, the stuff I've been working on until a little bit later, but uh, games I've been working, I've been playing, uh, Valheim, mm-hmm. uh, played a little bit of it. I had to stop, um, about, uh, last week just, uh, to work on other stuff, but yeah, I'm going to look forward to jumping back once things start cooling down a little bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So what have you been doing in Valheim recently? Just like exploring, building, what is like your general premise with what you play, how you play it? Mostly just building. Um, I think I, I honestly only got in about like five, six hours in. And so it's just enough to run around, collect some berries and uh, start building my house. No, no, I'm pretty proud of it. It looks like a, basically a farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. Um, very nice yeah my wife's been playing it and uh she's been running away from a bunch of the giant ogre things um yeah. so i actually haven't seen any of those yet i think i'm kind of like the scary <clears throat> pants type that just holes up inside of the house until yeah, i have i mean tools. yeah build your defenses up get comfortable you know yeah. <laughs> do some groundbreaking first build the house and then move on from there yeah i've been <laughs> I've been glued to Elden Ring, which many like listeners on the show have already known. It's <clears throat> it's not quite a problem, but it's it's all like half of who am I kidding? It's the majority of my free time has been going into Elden Ring. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's large. It's just it's it's too much. It's too much. It's it's the too much for one game i think i only know one person who's beaten it so far and i think they put in 160 hours yeah i, I yeah, think i'm at like i'm not quite there i'm like 120 but i think like 12 of those have been me falling asleep with my computer on so, <laughs> so <laughs> that's amazing yeah you know it's like a little bit of buffer still majority in game play but not not quite as strict um yeah, my only issue, I, I like, I love games like that. I just wish they had a cute version of it. Um, it's Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, it's but like, no, any like punishing Animal Crossing then. <laughs> there's, there's no punishing Animal Crossing. From Soft needs to contact Animal Crossing to make a dark, uh, uh, new dark. Uh, switch port of elden ring just <laughs> yeah totally i mean the yeah. thing that got close to it was um breath of the wild with the lionels yeah. but then you yeah. run out of lionels and then like that's all you have i want like a game where it's all just lionels with the same yeah. style as breath of the lionels wild. should be the first enemy you face yeah totally. and then move on from there yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> throw you into the hard parts and let you know what to expect for the future yeah pretty much um well i'm glad to hear you've been dipping your toes in a little bit of valheim but you said you were a little bit 
busy and preoccupied last week. So any big news about why you've been preoccupied so much? Yeah. So outside of the day job, because the museum is very volunteer run, as I've said before, um, we are excited to announce that we have found a space for the museum to reopen. Uh, We just signed the lease agreement um, last Friday. So that is huge and exciting news. We're going to be back open later this year we have a new space it's very exciting uh is there any like what was the do you like do you want to tell people about the space where it's going to be what yeah. they can expect yeah definitely um so it's on the corner of washington and 10th i believe yes um, yeah washington it's... and 10th is at least i remember from my saved google maps uh for this swan's market location yeah 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 but basically you'll know it when you get there it's swan's market and there's this giant swan sign that uh, is on the corner uh, on that street corner Uh, it's directly across the street from the convention center um so if there's any gaming conventions that end up popping up there like the last time the smash tournament was over there we'll be right Mm -hmm. across the street so um to to any folks who are thinking about gaming events um and are looking for a convention center the oakland convention center is right across the street from us right across the street yeah there's new space to take breaks and enjoy the history about where smash came from so yeah and uh definitely folks are we've already had some people reach out and are saying like oh yeah we need those smash tournaments again and yeah we do um so i mean of of course those take volunteers to run to uh i just ran into uh michael texan uh who used to run those events Mm -hmm. um and so, yeah, we're all, we're all ready to go and just really excited to reopen there. There's, um, the, some, some highlights of the space. Uh, there's a coffee shop that is really close by. Um, there's just like, there's a few kind of just like eateries, Rattos, which has like my favorite sandwiches. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I honestly could not think of a better space, um, for the, for the museum it's, and then like in terms of education, there's Lincoln elementary school. That's just down the street. Um, mm-hmm. there's, uh, we have, uh, over uh, to the West of us, we have West Oakland. There's like all of the, the kids coming from those elementary schools, like McClyman's high school. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's just like so central inside of Oakland and folks can, from everywhere in Oakland can, can go over there and and have some fun. Uh, so what are the, are there any like tentative plans? You said this place is run by volunteers and we will absolutely need more volunteers to help with the reopening. Is there anyone that people should get in contact with that people should talk with about getting in with, uh, helping out with the maid and it's reopening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so info, I-N-F-O, at themade.org, T-H-E-M-A-D-E.org. Uh, um, so go shoot an email off to info at themade.org and let us know that you're, you're willing to volunteer. Uh, we have a very short timeline to reopen. And so um, we could use as much help as we can get. And it's not just like... When you think about a museum, there's so much that is involved in getting it up and running. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and unlike other museums like what we're doing does not really have a very defined um, process because yeah. if you think about video games like they've only existed for in in like kind of the public uh, sphere for for consumers for 40 50 years yeah um, and so because of that like you will be having a huge impact on the way that video games are preserved um, now and in the future uh, we're one yes. of the only few institutions that actually do this um, and so, yeah, like the things that we need, like it could be anything from helping us move, which, um, that's like, obviously like the big concern right now is like, how do we get, um, basically 2000 square feet of stuff into the museum? And then there's like, well, how do we display it? So if you're interested in exhibit design, if you're interested in like thinking of like, what's the way, how do we, um, how do we uh, display this exhibit to the public in a way that is still true to, um, to one of the components of the game. And when I say one of the components, like there's the playable aspect of the game, like how do we, uh, how do, and then there's, cause, cause like you, you want people to play the game, um, in order to understand why it's so historically relevant. But then on the other hand, there can be components of the video game itself. Uh, sorry, my mm -hmm. cat's going crazy. It's all hear good. That. <laughs> um, but there's, there's the other component of like, well, how is the game packaged? Um, yeah. how, how did, uh, was it delivered? And so for instance, we have cartridges that are still in their original packaging, um, mm -hmm. as they were sent to stores for distribution. And that's like, that's another really interesting thing is like, how do you display those? And then do you put them next to the game? Um, yeah. so, so those things, there's also things like, um, how do you organize the entire museum? Um, the method of organization is going to differ a little bit differently because we also have to think about like when we do put the original consoles out to be used, um, how do we make it so that parts, uh, that are necessary, are in an accessible location for uh, volunteers who are working the desk or uh, some of our employees who are working the desk to, um, to, to have everything accessible so that they can replace and repair things. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's also, and then kind of talking about like the playability aspect. Um, so we were granted a DMCA exemption, uh, because we are involved in the preservation of video games. Um, yeah, we and talked about that, this on the museum before as well with all of that. Uh, sorry, on the podcast before we've talked about how <clears throat> like emulation has seen like we're, we're part of the preservation of these different games that are some of them are so hard to find and we're so limited that emulation is the only way that they are able to be preserved at the moment. Uh, we're, like some of the old like advertising games like the essentially like the Ovaltine games that you would get, like the, like the Dakota ring that would tell you to buy more Ovaltine, except those are just games that were made by like Sears back in the day for Atari, just to check out like some of those rare, like weird non games you can only really get with emulation. You can't really find yeah, an old exactly. school cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. So there's opportunities to do that too. So there, there's just so much. And then, and I guess the last thing that I kind of really want to highlight is um, 
the the kind of art assets and the design work. We have an amazing creative director, Stephen Wheeler, uh, who you'd get to work with, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we need a lot of help um, just being able to put together promotional materials and get those out so that people know about events, so that people know about uh, the classes that we teach, um, so that we can really just maximize uh, the amount of impact that we have on Oakland and um, the impact that we have on the preservation of video games in general. Yes. If you can, anybody who's listening who wants to help, who lives in the area, even if you don't live in the area, there are things that you can do to help the maid, like via cataloging everything that we have, ideas on how certain games that we have can be saved and how they can be cataloged as a historical item. So we can then further preserve and actually use all of the things that we have at the museum so like people can come and do research if they wish on like the history of all these different games on everything that you can play so any help that people out there want to do it's going to be really exciting and we'll love to have the help this video game is not run by one person or two people or even three people it's run by the volunteers and the community around so Yeah. And I think one thing I'd like to point out is maybe 10 years ago, if you were to look at video game preservation and um, video game console preservation, it may may not have seemed very relevant, may not have seemed very important. But now if you go on eBay, some of these devices that you find are like exorbitantly pricey, like way beyond their initial value. And so I think like if if we think about the amount of effort it would take for all of us individually to create our own video game collections, that's mm-hmm. a lot of work. And yes. trying to predict what is going to be like the, it, it basically becomes this, this very kind of money driven pursuit. Yes. And I think that the beauty of a museum is that this will all be accessible to everybody we don't all have to go pursue um, the previous consoles in order to experience it. We can all just work together and have something that works for us all. Um, And, and that's like, that's really how I got involved in the museum. Um, I started teaching classes here, but just like, I don't want to own all of these consoles in my house. Like, yeah. Where do I put them? Yeah. It, it, and like, how much time am I seriously going to spend on them? So it just makes sense that if I'm going to be working on a collection, that collection should be shared by all of us. And we can yeah. all have access to old NES games, old Atari games, um, any, um, any game console we want to play. Yeah, I mean, the one of the ones that always like stood out to me were back in the corner at the old space, but just the old Intellivision and the old Vectrex. You oh, do yeah. not see those anywhere, yeah. and it's yeah. just such a unique experience to actually get your hands on these old consoles when wood paneling on electronics was d- deemed really fancy. <laughs> <laughs> it should be brought back. I I agree. I agree. <laughs> Wood paneling equates quality. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I spent like I think that every single time I went to the museum, I'd I'd spend at least 20 30 minutes on the Vectrex. 
Mm-hmm. And that's like, it's, it's so funny to think of because there's just all these modern consoles and everything. And if it's like, it's like saying that you go to the Louvre and you don't go to a certain part of the museum because it's too old. It's like, no, you yeah. don't. That, that's like kind of the point. It's like, it's still art. Yeah. And video games are like that too. It's still art. And so it's still good. There, there's those yes. components that that people need to be able to experience and not have to spend tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars doing that. Yeah. So the tentative date for when we're going to be open to the public, do you ha- do we have like a timeline or is there is a date that we're shooting for? Yes. Yeah. So we are aiming for the week of June 1st. Like mm-hmm. I would like, I, I think that, um, a very soft reopening of June 1st would be amazing. Um, mm-hmm. but as I, but this being a very volunteer run organization, um, it really depends on, on you, like whoever is listening to this, mm-hmm. um, how, how many volunteers can we get? And that will ultimately determine how soon we can reopen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, if anybody out there is listening and wants to help out again, shoot an email at info at the made.org. Um, it's very exciting. Uh, we have a lot more coming up to, um, are, are, so the whole reopening, including classes, are we looking to start up that same week? Um, so classes, I think you, you would definitely want to keep on top of the email list, uh, mm-hmm. for that. I, I want to open those up as soon as possible. Um, what's unfortunate is a bunch of our teachers have kind of like taken some time for themselves due to the pandemic, which, um, as, as I say to all volunteers, first of all, look out for yourselves. Um, yes. because like, it's, I think that volunteering should always feel like it's, it's providing you with something. Um, yes. we, we volunteer because it's, um, we, we have something to give. So, uh, that being said, um, uh, I, I will probably be teaching the classes cause that's also like a passion of mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, either way, like whether, whether I'm executive director or not, I, I will definitely be taking some time to teach the classes. But that being said, um, being the, the lone teacher while I run the museum, um, I, I might need a little bit of time to get that started. Uh, but when yeah. it does, it's going to be amazing because we're going to keep, um, the same model. So if you attend the classes, the, the classes will happen before the museum opens and the kids who attend the classes get free access to the museum afterwards. Um, that's the beauty of what we do. I think is like, not only are the classes fun because kids are actually learning how to make video games and they care about video games and they love video games and they want to mm-hmm. make them their own. But after they do that, they get to go out and see, like where their work can take them. Like they can make, they will be able to make any of these games if they, if they kind of put the effort towards that, that path of Mm self-expression. Well, this has been very exciting. Um, We're very much looking to get, get, uh, getting the next generation of game developers uh, back, dipping their toes in where everything has come from. Uh, We're all very excited that we've, finally found our, our new home i agree with you that everything that we have is going to be like the location it couldn't be couldn't be better for 
what we're trying to do and who we're trying to reach. Um, it's it's really exciting. And thank you for your time about this. And thank you for all the work that you've put in about helping get this new space up and running and all the logistic things assigned and taken care yeah. of. Yeah. And um, I think like kind of just going off of those thank yous, um, I, th- I think that as I've, as I think that it's basically the theme of this, but volunteers make this happen. Um, and we've had just so much support from a lot of different folks, like the, the volunteers here. So like this podcast has been amazing. Um, people have come out and helped us move. Um, uh, the folks who were in the space previously, Akash, um, and Tommy, um, with, uh, Ginkgo Bioworks and with civic design studio, they were able to connect us with Ibaldsi and Ibaldsi is a great nonprofit, uh, working on affordable housing issues and like connecting folks to, um, businesses and nonprofits that are really beneficial to the neighborhood that are trying to like, uh, create a sense of community and mm-hmm. create a livable space. So like we, we have a lot of people to thank, uh, for this. And, um, we, we really do look forward to finding a way to collaborate and, um, really make Oakland into, into, into a place that works for us all. Um, yeah. and, and we, we believe that the way that we can do that is really through video games and, and by, by encouraging people to express themselves through them. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a beautiful sentiment. And I think we're all going to be really excited to really excited for the future. But I think that's about all the time we have for this, uh, for this special announcement about our new space. We finally have a physical space. So this has been very exciting. Thank you very much, Shem. And we will, definitely have some more updates from you very soon absolutely happy to be here all righty all right take it easy red you too and we're back thank you shem for your time uh we're all very excited for what's to come for the future uh so for those of you who want a little bit of a recap the soft opening or the goal to for our doors to open is going to be june 1st um, and because we are a volunteer run organization, we will, uh, any help that anyone wants to offer us in the reopening, be it physically moving some of our systems and everything into the new space, uh, doing exhibit design, uh, <clears throat> cataloging all of our cataloging, all of our, uh, cataloging our collection and just general help and volunteers. If you want to help, uh, we also need some uh, a couple teachers uh, to help teach uh, some programming and uh, game design classes for kids. Uh, if you're interested in doing any of that, uh, please, again, shoot an email to info at the dot org. That is the uh, the biggest way that you can help us out. If you want to reach out and help out is send an email to the info at the dot org. But it'll be exciting uh it's it's really exciting i'm very very happy and my heart is full seeing that we're finally open and gonna get everything back and running again um but for now have you been playing anything fun chun um i haven't been playing 
any new games, but I have some new equipment, and I have been doing some mm-hmm. really fun in Final Fantasy XIV recently. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, so what happened in Final Fantasy XIV is we have a we have a new players living area being released in the latest patch notes. And what we have to do is we gotta buy our new homes and we are all taking the lottery and trying to fight each other to get those new new houses for ourselves. And yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was really fun. And I I give it a try on some new contents like the new the new twenty four man raid in Final Fantasy. It I, I'm not gonna spoil the name and everything of it. And it's awesome. The music is awesome. The new mechanics, it's exciting. And I can't wait to play it every single week. Yeah, it's... Everything is very, very exciting. It's kind of amazing. Uh, They they can always make something better. They never fail... They never fail to excite all the players besides how many... How many music they already have been doing. They just keeping... They just keep on doing good stuff. Mm-hmm. Cons- got the consistency of quality is, is crazy in Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's some really exciting news. Uh, uh, there's uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is just ever growing. I've still just been pl- putting a lot of time into Elden Ring. Not as much in this past week. Life has gotten a little <laughs> bit hectic trying to get through everything. Yeah, but it's. It like, but it's Elden Ring has still been quite the exciting, uh, <clears throat> yeah, just quite the exciting uh, trip. I mean, it, I'm still blown away by how massive this. It's it's the it's so huge. I've never seen an open world this uh, this big. I heard they have released like, a. Uh, new patch note again for something they really they they yep. fix some bugs and they f- fix some broken fix some stuff. bugs i think yeah, yeah. Bu- buff some armor uh re kind of leveled out some of the weapons and everything it's gonna be really it, like it's i'm excited to get my hands on it a little bit i might get a little bit of time to play tonight with it so that'll be my fun for the day um but i think that's about unfortunately I think that's about all the time we have for today's episode Um, but we want to thank you for listening to the Museum of Art and Digital Entertainment's official podcast if you have any thoughts questions corrections or general museum ideas again please shoot us an email at info at themade.org also if you're interested in helping volunteer we're always looking for more volunteers to help make the made what it is Um, we'd like to send out a big thank you to everyone who donated recently and to our Patreon supporters who keep the made afloat patreon donors get to listen to this podcast one week before it's released on major streaming services and we'll continue with that with future episodes every week this week's episode was brought to you in part by patreon donors daniel j hinan and james gray Mm -hmm. thank you for your support thank you very much uh until next time i'm red i'm chin and we'll see you next time See you next time. Hopefully in person next time. Yeah, hopefully. 
Later, gamers. Uh, God. <laughs>